Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're talking about propaganda and what that is in marketing and uh, going to take an extra kind of strange look at that. But before we go too far, Zach, hit it. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Hey, so tonight we've got uh, Ready Man founder Jason Ross here, who also happens to be a marketing expert. So we're going to tie in uh, some of the stuff. Jason, introduce yourself. To the people I'm who don't Jason know Ross. I'm Jeff Sidekick. Um, I'm physically taller, quite a bit taller, narrower, and intellectually smaller <laughs> than Jeff. Uh, so, uh, hey guys, I'm super glad to be here and uh, hanging out with Jeff, having another fun conversation about propaganda fails. But before we go too far, Zach, I want you to launch out on clip four. Let's let's go straight into propaganda. Are you tired of the same old military? Are you a high-speed death machine trapped in a douchebag's body? Then cut the bullshit! Pick your vagina off the ground and go to Ranger School! Ranger School will make you tough! So tough! You'll be so tough, you'll shave with a chainsaw! Guns! You'll get to use them! Big guns, small guns, future guns, all guns, stupid guns, unacceptable! Ranger School will give you skills! Ranger skills! Like rock marching, mountain tossing, super repelling, parachuting, volleyball, and death blossom! You'll use death blossom when you fight! Man, will you fight! You'll fight bad guys, terrorists, dark ball, women, Optimus Prime, Tyrannosaurus Rex! You'll choke the shit out of people! Tigers! You'll fight tigers! You'll fight them on the water! You'll kick them in the face with your ranger legs until they're retarded! You'll kick them so hard their skin will fly off and you'll use it to make tigers get You'll be one scary motherfucker! You'll scare cats, horses, women, babies, more cats! Fuck you! So scary you'll make hell look like Chuck E. Cheese's! Protect America from terrorists! Rangerific! Unacceptable! Join an elite league of warriors that includes Master Chief, Jason Bourne, Hitler, Jesus, Caesar, Walker, Texas Ranger! All four James Bonds! We didn't include the fifth one because he's not a Ranger! Unacceptable! Defend the world from cosmic destruction! But what about special forces? Special Forces! So if you don't got what it takes, you can eat Ranger shit! <laughs> okay, so, and if, and if that accurate. doesn't make you want to go out and join Rangers... <laughs> you went to Ranger School, how accurate? You told me it Oh, was... it's absolutely spot on. That's right exactly on. it. Yep. So You're you fast roping with Jesus. Kick the shit out of Godzilla. Yeah, we're fighting yeah. tigers gotcha. with our bare hands underwater. I figured. I figured you got your PTSD somewhere, so it had to be. It was that tiger that one time in the pool. It was really cold. <laughs> so this is so we're, what we're going to do is today we're going to tie all this into marketing and what this really means and what propaganda is. And you guys, actually, before we go too far, we need some volunteers. So are you guys all listening? We need some volunteers out there. If you like to read fiction like tom clancy or michael crichton or like brad what is it brad thor you know kind of action uh 
kind of end of the world, road warrior, post-apocalyptic. Well, not road warrior, even though that was probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Greatest movies of all time. Actually, road warrior-esque. Then if you do, we need you to email us because, Jay? Well, we, we've taken the last two years and wrote a novel. Now, which, which you know, when you give someone a novel, it's kind of like giving them a puppy from the, from like the, uh, uh, you know, one of the shitty puppies, not like a good puppy. And then they're like, God, thanks for giving me this puppy. Now I got to ask a piss on the floor. So when you give someone a novel, it's a little like giving them a puppy or like setting them up on a blind date. Um, but it's not, our novel's not crap. So Jeff and I have taken uh, a couple years. Uh, we were trying it's been to a couple of years. Yeah. And written a novel. And we need some like guys who don't know us, like don't know all of our demons and uh, who can read this novel and tell us, hey, this is where it got really boring. And hey, this is where it's awesome. So Chris Yates, it's out there. Hey, you just hit me up the other day. Thanks so much. Hey, any of you guys that are interested, and we're going to go over this a couple times in the thing, but any of you guys that are interested, what we need is, honest feedback it's right now 500 pages yeah give or take let's say a middle of the road stephen king novel that's about size smaller than a tom clancy novel but but, about but it's stephen a it's king a novel. fast read it's it's <clears throat> i think you'll be entertained but email us info at readyman.com and what we'll do is we will put the manuscript i mean it's it's a manuscript it's a loaf of paper it's a loaf of paper and we'll put that in a box and we'll mail it out to you. But you got to promise us, double pinky promise, that you will take notes and that you will give us your honest feedback. If you think it's garbage, then tell us so. And tell, but tell us how to fix it. No throwing darts from the sidelines. Just let solutions. us know where it's slow. That's all we need to know at this point. Where, hey, this is where I went to sleep. Um, so yeah, that's why I went to, went to drinking that night because you were wiping me out. Got tired. Yeah. So info at readymanteam.com. Ask Harry. He will collect all that up. And then also, you don't have to do it right now, you guys. You can do that over the next, 20, I don't know, 24 hours. Info at readyman.com. And we will get those out to you. Okay. So tonight we're talking about propaganda. Dude, what that means, Jay? What is propaganda? Have you have you checked out? Okay, there's like a ton of liberal whining right now about how the Russians used um, Facebook and disinformation to twist the election. And I'm not just talking about the fact that they revealed that the Democrats were like lying and cheating behind the scenes. I'm talking about seriously the there was a concerted campaign on the part of the Russians to propagandize through fake news mm. and, and it, at this point it's not it's not bs they totally pulled this off and it was awesome i mean they're they were they're they were hit very very targeted um news most of it fake some of it sort of true and uh they who knows what impact it had on the election could have been nothing so why wouldn't the russians want hillary as president though uh, or is that a whole other discussion? Yeah, I don't know. Why wouldn't they want Hillary as president? Um, I don't know. I guess in... Well, I, okay, if I were a liberal, I'd have all kinds of theories on that. But um, <laughs> bottom line, I don't know that they bought themselves much. But you got to know Putin is a cagey bastard. You yeah, know? And, yeah. and they did some really... So, they, so when we talk about propaganda, this is an interesting twist. And it just demonstrates how vulnerable we are. Because as often as not, they were hitting... In the in this um, in these Facebook memes and pages and videos, they were hitting liberals to turn them off of Hillary and just yeah. get them not to come. And out. really, if you think about it, how much money would it really take to run a series of Facebook ads to do that? Well, and none, nothing if it goes viral. And yeah. if you just boost it a little bit, 
Um, and nobody was kind of looking for that. So we ended up with, we ended up with, um, a significant effort and, you know, successful in terms of views, who knows how many votes it threw targeted to the perfect States, the perfect regions to get people to not vote for Hillary. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So propaganda isn't even necessarily state and isn't always state sponsored. That's kind of like the old propaganda where yeah. you've got state sponsored to back up but, state agendas. But propaganda really is just marketing. It really is just marketing. And you know what? And here's the thing. You look at all this stuff that the Russians, um, that their clever little hack group, you know, and it wasn't even really hacks. They're just hacking our psychology, right? These right. guys weren't hacking Facebook. They weren't hacking Twitter. They were hacking the American psychology. And you know what? Well, and How's that any different than marketing? Every and, and that's what week? Calvin just said is Russian, Russia leaked what they met with people of the campaign with no real content, but to keep everyone distracted and whining. Boom. And yeah. you know what? So, so nowadays we don't know when someone throws something out there um, in the media space, if they're trying to market towards something or just distract well, us. But you know what? That's interesting is because now every time that I read something on the internet, the first thing I do is go, okay, is this fake news? And then <laughs> totally, I have to go yeah. back and I have to start checking yeah. to make sure that, that, uh, that it's not like complete and total BS that's being fed to us. So we live in like a really, it's almost like we've retrograded back to the 1920s of yellow journalism where there was, where you had, you had super, super vetted information that was getting put out. And then you had just complete and total buffoonery with the pulp novels and stuff that were is complete yellow journalism or lying. Well, and, and to some degree, we could say that that that's led us into a much more intelligent space where before I post anything or before I even comment on anything, I go, wait a minute, is this fake news? Yeah. I run through the filter. Fake? Is this like, fake? Because I don't want to look like an idiot. Because I, I fell for it one time and I can't remember what it was. It was like, I don't know. I won a million dollars or something. It wasn't that, but I, I was like, oh, this is, this is amazing. And my wife is the consummate like, whoa, wait a minute, hit, hit the left pedal there a little bit. Where did that come from? And I told her and she's like, fake news. You need to do a little bit. So research. Chris, Chris is saying 99% of it is fake news. And so this is what our president is doing these days. He's calling everything fake news. And because almost nothing has no bias. You can see his point, right? Almost yeah. nothing uh, is without a spin. So everything kind of is fake news at this point. That's interesting. Hey, Zach, clip one. This is this is North Korean. This is premier fake news. Oh, this is old school. Right now. We're going old school. This is North Korea. This is old school. You did that with a Middle Eastern accent, didn't you? Yeah, I probably did. Okay, so there's them launching a, a rocket that they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a, oh, that's great CGI. <laughs> it just blew that F-35 out of the sky. Uh, North Koreans kick ass. North Korea, oh, look at that. Oh, it took out that B-1 bomber. <laughs> North Korea has subs. They have subs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Boom. Whoa, look at that. Whoa. The whole carrier. Whole carrier down. I can't read Korean that fast, so. We blow up bombers. We blow up carriers. We burn the American flag. We burn the American flag and their cemeteries. 
<laughs> we send many to cemetery. We, we burn their cemetery to the ground. <clears throat> That'll show them. So obviously the North Koreans, Jay, you as a professional, you know, in your past life marketer, what did you think of that as marketing? How was that? Was that effective? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, maybe in 1950, <laughs> the United States, where, which is essentially what North, North Korea is living. I don't even think in 1950 that was good. <laughs> You're like, wow, that was impressive. Was We're like, blowing shit up left like and right. George Lucas did better than that in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like Nick's comment. Can you guys we'll do an episode about how awesome? <laughs> Whoa, I almost read that, Nick. Nice one. I like nice it. Nice one. I it's like, like it. We can all agree That's on some good. things. We get the liberals in on that. We can all come together and sing Kumbaya. That's essentially what we're doing. Right. So every media source, every media source, this is Tommy. He's a he's a regular. Hey Tommy. Every media source has its funding with an agenda. You know what? And it goes beyond funding though. The agenda was we're seeing uh, like Korea is the obvious, NK is obvious what they're getting at. But today, I think more so than money, um, we're actually, what we're actually seeing is um, a rightness agenda, psychological agenda. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, it, and, and it, which is way, worth way more than money. I mean, look at, look at um, actors and actresses who are tanking their careers or, or athletes who are tanking their careers over, over their own version of propaganda. We're doing it in order to feel right about the things we stand yeah. for. So maybe what we could do is the delineation between marketing and propaganda is marketing. We're trying to like kind of get you a product, whereas propaganda, we're trying to fundamentally change the way that you think. What do you, th is, does that make sense? Gosh, what's the difference? I mean, in the government, um, in the governments of the world today, they're doing the same sort of marketing as CNN. Ah, I mean, or they're okay. pushing the same agendas okay. as CNN or, or Fox News, or, I mean, I, I can't tell the difference. Uh, I mean, when there's a direct response product to buy, that's one thing. But when you're um, buying votes or buying uh, opinion, it also leads to money. So what are the different, I mean, you as an SME, what are the different types of marketing that are out there that are, you know, that people use or different firms use? Uh, well, it used to be really simple. Now it's completely in the garbage. So um, uh, marketing went in the garbage about 2000. Um, what used to be, we used to have print media. We used to have um, broadcast media and radio as a subset of broadcast media. Mm -hmm. So remember that? And, yeah, then, yeah. and then telemarketing came up and went away. Yeah. Right? So we so, started calling people on the phone. Mm -hmm. Print media is pretty much vaporized. Broadcast media is pretty much vaporized. Um, and uh, radio is pretty much vaporized. So right. everything when we grew up, all of these mega, mega um, uh, media outlets where, that carried our marketing are all gone. Um, I mean, all but gone. Mm -hmm. um, so now what we're looking at is internet, um, and we still have some of our old broadcast media on the internet, but they've radically changed too. Yeah. So now what it's do we have? It's more sophisticated. Is it more sophisticated or just more organic? In a lot of ways, the organic is like me telling you, hey, Jeff, check this out because, you know, someone's got me seeing it their way and I'll, sh I'll, I'll post a, a meme or I'll post an ad or I'll yeah. Yeah. post something I think is funny. All right, Zach, clip number two, because media has no bounds. We love picking on the North Carolina oh, duty. Flag on fire.
Is that the Macarena in the background? Yeah. So the North Koreans grabbed a section of Call of Duty for their media campaign. Yeah, so actually fun story about this. So North Korea actually officially uploaded this to YouTube. Um, and actually, funny enough, YouTube's uh, algorithm caught that little clip and said, oh, you stole this from Modern Warfare 3 automatically. <laughs> and, they got, and they got shut down for, for yep. stealing somebody else's film, film footage. And so the North Koreans probably have an assassination team out for the YouTube team right now as we speak so be Better careful you. youtube guys <laughs> and so nick is asking do we watch the daily show with john stewart do you watch that jay mm -hmm. i see it from time to time he's 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 pretty funny he's a uh, satirical well kind of satirical but he'll bring up stuff and then he'll overlay a little bit of common sense with it and um makes you kind of go mm, okay yeah. And this is where for me, like when we start talking about like the government and stuff, you know, sometimes people like to say conspiracies, like I'm going to, I'm going to light up the airwaves here when I say, Hey guys, there's no conspiracies, just incompetence. I was with a government and all, you know, vast majority of my life. There was nothing that I saw with a government that led me to believe that it was capable, even if it was capable of a conspiracy, it was not capable of, capable okay. of keeping it a secret. Spoiler alert, in our novel, FEMA does not take over America. <laughs> because we, from everything we've seen, FEMA's a bunch of, they're a bunch of, uh, can we say what he said in there? They're a yeah, bunch of, <laughs> that's a bunch of jack off. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. But, um, you know, so when are, where's North Korea playing, where's North Korea playing these propaganda well, videos? Well, what, that's what Brad just said is I can't believe Savage Gentleman would play the Macarena. What is this? It's like, that wasn't us, bro. That was that was North Koreans trying they're to like, tell everybody that they're the best. And it's like. And, and if you're in North Korea, you've never heard the Macarena. You don't have all the associations that come with it. They're, they're not. They're not moving through the. That's his Macarena. <laughs> Doing the Macarena. <laughs> oh, wait. Novels are not manly. Oh, yeah, Brad. Yeah. Guess what? Hey, you're if not, there is you're not no love the interest, it's, you yeah, Brad, you're off the list. You're you off the list, You just got Brad. off the list. You're done. <laughs> hey, you guys. So just so you guys that are just tuning in right now, Jay and I uh, put together a novel, and we want your feedback out there. We couldn't release this on a normal uh, podcast because... Well, because then it would have been like millions and millions of, and this copier just can't handle that. And so you guys that are out there, if you read fiction and you're, you've got to be willing to read it, you have to read it and we need a, a pain pack. in the ass to print it out. Because so. it's a pain in the ass. His printer can only handle so much. And so, and what we want is your honest feedback. So if you're interested, what drugs am I taking tonight? Oh, well, Macarena, of course. But if you guys, if you're interested, Phil, you'd be a perfect one for this. Email us, info at readymanteam.com, and we will send you out a copy of the manuscript. It's not the book. It's the manuscript because we need your feedback. We're reaching out to you guys. We want your help. Look, I think it's pretty clear Nick is using some sort of substance. He's, uh, 
He's on a roll right now. He's amusing himself on Facebook. I've done it before, Nick. I totally get where you're coming from. I'm like, I'm so damn funny. I'm just going to keep typing, even though I've had like eight shots. That's good. That's good. All we right. love it, man. We appreciate the banter on the Savage Gentleman. So let us have it. Take your best shot. Because we'll either, or we'll just dis. We'll just ignore you. If we, <laughs> or Harry will just ban you down there. Let's see, Mark Twain. Oh, Hemingway. He was a legit man. There's, there's a manly novelist. Disagrees right with what? No, he was saying. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, about One novels. of the guys was yeah. saying novels aren't manly. Hey, Hemingway, he fought in the Spanish, uh, Spanish Revolution. Mm -hmm. So, and then. Hemingway uh, had demons, which is manly. It is manly. Yeah. If you don't London. have a couple of demons, then you've never really done anything in your life. Sorry, guys. It's just a fact. I'm going to attribute that statement to you in the novel. Please do. That'd be awesome. You know, because think about it. Like if you don't ever have any, if, as you go through life, when we start talking about like savage gentlemen and stuff, it's like, are you going to go through, what is just a gentleman that goes through life? Like essentially he's kind of a yes man, right? If all you do is the prim and proper thing every single day, you're a yes man. You've never You've never put it out there on the edge. But if you're a complete savage, then you can't get along in society either. And that's not acceptable either. So that's gotta be this, it's gotta be this mesh that comes together where, you know, I, I like to think about like the Victorian English officers that were on there that would recite poetry while they were being shot at on a ship. And uh, they would, you know, all of those guys knew how to write, play the piano and had beautiful penmanship. I'm not saying that's where we need to be, but then they were like, absolute bastards when it came to fighting and in warfare. But essentially that's, man, if we had a little bit more of that, maybe the world would actually be a better place. You know, and, and I, I would say in the world of propaganda, in the world of Facebook, you can be that, you can be that, you know, you can be that poet warrior. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it really is possible. You, we don't have to engage in these dirty fights where we're, we're just full of disrespect. I mean, yeah. we can, we can approach, this world of, of, uh, of essentially democratized information as gentlemen and, and, and kick ass in a kick ass <laughs> gentlemanly way where it's yeah, absolutely. There's nothing, you know, probably the most valuable class that I had in high school. So here's, here's a skeleton. Did I ever tell you this most valuable class I had in high school? No debate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Debate because yeah. I'll tell you what, there is nothing worse than having some cute girl on the other side of the room tear you up in a logical debate. Boy, that will yeah, motivate. You, you did you pull out a football for debate your senior year? Is that what football? you told me? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I ended up quitting football because... Uh, debate I was, was taking up too much time? Yeah, because mm -hmm. my football coach tried leaning on me and my debate coach was super cool. Ah. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to do debate. And plus debate was like, it was it was... It was phenomenal for teaching logical thought. Hey, so, Phil, so, Phil, going back to Phil's comments, if uh, if you're cool with it, um, just so I don't forget, send into Harry and we'll send you this chapter. I mean, this most recent uh, version of the novel. Phil's already read it. Yeah, uh, but you read we're, like, we're that was like seven versions ago. Yeah. yeah I'd like yeah, you to read it, it again. It's been a year it's probably. It's version seven now. Yeah. So it's it's changed. Not the, the context of the story is the same, but but the way that it's painted is it's bomber. Well, I don't want it's not bomber. I want you to read it and you tell us. <laughs> yeah, if it's not bomber, I thought we it was cool. Debate for the win. Right on, Calvin. You must have been a, a team debate rocks. All right. So before we go too far, Zach, 
Clip number five. a rite of passage, a challenge to join the elite, and if you succeed, if you can master your fear, outsmart your enemy, and never yield even to yourself, you will be changed forever. The few, the proud, the marines. Dude, it's amazing what music does. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, like, that's horrible CGI. At the time, though, when I first saw that, you know, with the Marines, it was like, man, the Marines are fighting dragons <laughs> with swords. What were you guys winning. fighting in the army? Well, th- see, that's the thing. It's like when when we first, it's like in the army, we're like, okay, if you join the Marines, you fight dragons. Like if you if you join the Air Force, you're a fighter pilot, and you're just blowing stuff up. If you join the Navy. You're going to be a Navy SEAL. Everybody in the Navy is a SEAL or a fighter pilot. Thank you very much, uh, Tom Cruise. But if you join the Army, like you're some poor sap with a bunch of crap on your back walk, <laughs> walking up the side of a mountain. They lost the propaganda war. <laughs> they lost, the Army is horrible at propaganda. <laughs> horrible, horrible. <clears throat> in fact, clip number nine. Let's watch the <clears throat> Army parody here. All right, kids, assembly is starting. Now please take your seats for the following presentation by the U.S. Army. What's up, y'all? I'm Sergeant Extreme, and I'm Major Awesome. We're here to tell you how much the Army kicks ass. Check this out. What can the U.S. Army do for you? Army. Oh, yeah. Your experience may differ. <laughs> just some random shit. Not even close, you guys. Not even close. Uh, go back to the, if you're going to join the military, go back to the Marine one. That's closer. Yeah, fighting, a, fighting a dragon. Yeah. Fighting a dragon. You know, okay, so here's how that marketing conversation went in Marine, like Marine, the Marine yeah, AV break, group. Break they're like, they're like, okay, what are these kids that we're trying to talk into joining the Marine Corps and getting their ass kicked in boot? What are they really into right now? They're like video games. What kind of video games? Well, don't they do like crazy stuff and fight dragons with swords and sh- yeah, like, let's perfect. do that. Why not do that? Well, they're like, wait, wait, wait. That has absolutely nothing to do with being a Marine. Like, doesn't matter. No, let's do it. Let's do it, <laughs> it anyway. Screw that guy. Shut up. Matter. We'll get a lot of them to join. <laughs> which, which, you know what? That that's not too inaccurate because clip number seven is how they uh, is how they advertise to Dungeons and Dragons players. Really? Really? Here we go. Okay. Wait, wait. This is like in the eighties. Once, there were a few 
proud men. Men of adventure. Men of courage. Men who knew the meaning of honor. There still are the Marines. We're looking for a few good men. That is the 80s, isn't it? That is the 80s. But that was the Mar- but the Marines does they just do such a better job. What's so brilliant is they they're just completely let go of reality. Yeah. They're like, "No, well, no. But, but no, you no. kind of have to let go of reality be a Marine." Well, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. My my son would agree. He's in he's in Lejeune right now. So <laughs> but but it, you know it, you're basically um, when you're in marketing you have to um, admit to yourself that people are feeling creatures not thinking creatures. Oh, yeah. You're like I give up. I'm not going to explain this to another soul because nobody gives a crap. What what they want to do is feel. They'll feel something and they'll act. You know you try to explain something to them, forget it. Yeah, yeah. information never convinced anybody of anything. You just you just gotta. Oh, I love that, Harry. Marines is greater than the army. You're fired. <laughs> okay, you're hired back because I need somebody to sit down there and write funny stuff like that. So, so does this stuff work, Jay? Does it really? Does it work? <clears throat> marketing absolutely works. Well, but you know, we're what in. Was a, that, what was that thing you used to say about marketing and the dog? Oh, marketing. Oh, the absolutely. So, marketing is the tail that wags the dog. Yeah, exactly. So I wrote a book that I never published because I didn't want to have a book out there. Now I do, but I don't want it to be this book. Anyway, I said one of the chapters was marketing is a tail that wags the dog. We all think of our product as being, you know, the product. Oh, you just need to get the product out there as though it was like 1920s and we had the Sears and Roebuck catalog where they just said, I've got a great product. Let's put it a picture of it here and people will buy it because it's a cool product. It's a better shovel, you know, and And, and it's and it's absolutely true. So I've got I mean, I, I've got a few different products that I'd argue are decent. And you know what happens if you have a great product? You have a great product. Nothing. You've got to have some Crickets. way to get the word out there. Not just the word, but it has to come packed with emotion, right? So if you're, if, if you're, uh, if you're, selling, um, if you're selling tourniquets, it's got to be packed with emotion. The tourniquet has to feel cool. It has to feel like you're prepared. It has to feel like you're a lifesaver. It has to come with that message. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a piece of rubber. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a thing that you have, and it's like, yeah, so, it's yeah. boring. Marketing is a tail that wags the dog. You know, they invented. You ever heard the? You ever heard the phrase? Um, That's the coolest thing since sliced bread. Well, some who invented sliced bread? It was some dude, like 60 years before sliced bread ever made it. And yeah. he invented it, patented it, and nobody ever bought it. Sliced bread, right? They use people kept buying the full loaves. Well, then Wonder Bread came out with that kick-ass package. You remember the thing with the big colored dots oh, and the yeah. white? Uh-huh. Yeah. They came out with that, and that was the first package sliced bread. And it said seven enriched vitamins and minerals. Then it sold like hotcakes. So now we think, oh, sliced bread, it, that man, that was a great idea, and it sold big. No, it didn't. Wonder Bread with seven seven vitamins or seven like critical seven enriched, seven essential essential vitamins, vitamins and minerals yeah. sold like a mother effer. And the guy who actually invented um, sliced bread didn't do a thing. He went broke. He went broke. But he a, Wonder Bread, you've probably all heard of. Yeah, Wonder Bread kicked ass for decades. And, and decades Wonder and Bread decades. too, if you think about it, great name. Yep. Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. Well, you figure Wonder Bread came out, what, in the 50s? So Wonder, that word, was really resonated. I mean, if you came out with a product now that said Wonder, it probably wouldn't do anything. In health, and it tasted awesome, and it had a beautiful packaging. Yeah. And it was sliced. It was sliced bread. It was yeah. the first, you know. Well, and of... white bread was pretty rare back in those days, mm-hmm. too. So, 
you remember a bunch of the World War II vets when they were when they were getting resupplies. They were like, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got we went out on R and R, and they had this, that, and the other, and white bread for us, and so it was considered somewhat of a delicacy. So anyway, the moral of the story is, yeah, marketing is a tail that wags the dog. So Devin G is saying this makes me thinking about conspiracy theories. Yes, but I would argue that the conspiracy theories are coming more from Hollywood. I would say that the the propagandists of our society in the United States, at least, are is Hollywood. Hollywood paints a far greater picture of the competence of our government than anybody could. Zach's got a question. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I totally agree with you. But you know, we got a clip that actually might uh, kind of explain this in better terms uh, about uh, Photoshop and North Korea. How you can take something that would be just normal and then market it to be even better. Let's check it out. North Koreans are awesome. It's like <laughs> there's like they're so they're again. so easy to pick on. Okay. Hi, I'm Brian O'Neill Hughes, and I'm a Photoshop project manager. As you may have heard on the news, I'm currently a guest of the North Korean government. So while I'm here, I thought I'd give you some tips for touching up publicity photos of a great leader's state funeral. To start, let's use our content-aware fill to expand this crowd a bit. There we go. What an impressive and inspiring turnout. <laughs> for, for a peasant. <laughs> uh, obviously, we'll want to fill out the rest of this. Uh, we'll just make this sign just a smidge bigger and add a few golden chariots. Now let's move into some close-up shots of the crowd. Okay, these people are going to need to be a lot sadder. So this is where our warp tool comes in. We'll just droop these gels a bit. Okay, just drag this frown down here. Yeah, just really make this woman look like a, a rotting misery pumpkin. We'll take the soft brush here and add in a few tears. And I've gone ahead and done that for the rest of these people as well. Whoop, got a little smudge there. I just take care of that real quick. Great, great. Everything's great. Now, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Kim Jong-il actually invented Photoshop. And computers and art. Now, here you'll want to emphasize the natural hero qualities of these brave dignitaries. I've already got a layer set up for this. And there you have it. You know, they just needed a bit of shading. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Uh, while we're here, we'll want to replace the foggy sky with a nice view of the great leader's glorious tombstone. Which is just obviously the Eiffel Tower. Okay, moving on. Uh, here we have Kim Jong-un, the great successor. And due to some sort of traitorous camera error, he's looking like a bit of a chunker. So let's real quick just pinch that in. We'll pull that out. We'll get rid of that baby Ruth. And uh, great. You know what? He's nine feet tall. Now, what's odd about this photo is that he's not courageously defending the motherland. Uh, usually, he'd be found standing on the necks of his enemies, fighting wild beasts, and uh, receiving oral pleasure from a mermaid. Jean-Claude Van Damme approves. You wouldn't see that in South Korea. <laughs> sorry, sorry, false Korea. Okay, Brian O'Neill Hughes, sure, you're a coward, but somewhere inside you was a man with the strength to finish this. Okay, okay, one final photo. Here's Kim Jong-il's coffin, taken just before Kim Jong-il burst out of it, brought back to life by the sheer force of his dedication to the North Korean people. And wow, hey, uh, look at this empty spot over here. Man, this would be a great spot for a statue or a floral arrangement or maybe a chopper carrying SEAL Team 6 on a, a mission to save a captured U.S. national. So, you know what? If you like this, please contact me at these coordinates. Yeah, yeah, money! No, 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 no,
<laughs> the power of marketing. That is the power of marketing. Hey, so you guys, keep blasting your questions. Uh, we're just having a fun time. We're, we're talking about propaganda. And North Korea is, tends to be the focus on, on some of these because they're just so easy to pick on, you know. But um, you guys, keep sending your questions and your comments, your thoughts. Share this with anybody you think that might enjoy it. Well, this is our podcast where we rant a little bit here on Savage Gentleman, but it's tying in the propaganda with marketing. We've got Jason Ross here that's helping us out. He's a marketing expert. And then we're also talking a little bit about our upcoming book, the fictional book that's uh, that's coming up, and we're looking Black for volunteer. Swan. Black Swan. So, Jay, tell us a little bit it, about the you book. you got to say it with like a gravita- gravitas. Black Swan. <laughs> I just blew out Zach's eardrums. Zach's like, yeah, that was unpleasant for everyone. Sorry, Zach. All right. Well, um, so we, we've been working for the last couple of years on a book. The, the question is, what if like a wealthy survivalist prepper type and a 25-year Green Beret got into the apocalypse and absolutely nothing went as planned? Yeah. And they are getting like seriously screwed with by the apocalypse inside and out. So anyway, at the end of the day, yeah, well, that's that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Hey, Captain McGee, you're a you're a new one on. Are are you new here, Twitch? I think you're one of the early Twitchers that are that are coming on. But um, Twitch, that's one of those followings. But you guys, if you want a copy of the manuscript, then send us an email info at readymanteam.com. Info at readymanteam.com. And then we will send you a manuscript. The only thing that we ask, though, is you have to give us feedback. Yeah, we'd like to know, especially where it gets slow. Yeah, yeah let us you know where it gets, gets slow. slow. Um, you, could t- you could take notes and email it back to us. Take notes right there on the manuscript. Send it back to us, and we'll go through and look at it. But we want to make sure that this book is as realistic and entertaining and valuable as possible. With the enter- emphasis on entertaining, because... Emphasis on entertaining. Marketing and Calvin, no, it's a post-apocalyptic world. It is not nonfiction. Unless <clears throat> the book happens before we release it, in which case it'll be prophetic. Prophetic, yeah. We could go with that. It'll be the new Bible. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about how we talked a little bit about the beginning of the show. How um, that there's the big story out there for about five minutes last week was yeah. that the Russians were actively running fake news, very, very targeted fake news to influence the outcome of the election. Mm-hmm. Mostly they were pretending how, to how be... How do we know that was the Russians, though? The uh, FBI is saying they connected it back to these Russian accounts. And it's pretty oh, easy okay. on Facebook. As you know, Facebook, it's pretty easy to track back and say, we know who this account is and we can look at everything they've done. Yeah. So it was like, I'm I trying to remember. Boris, you're busted. It was all kinds of things. It was like cat lover pages. And I mean, it was completely non It was undir- oh. indirect. Interesting. Um, so anyway, they're arguing that it, no one has any idea what kind of impact it had on the election, but um, that they were definitely um, promoting <clears throat> marketing with no shame. I mean, it was zero shame marketing. So they were just absolutely going for it and telling, in a lot of cases, false stories, in some cases, true stories about like the Clintons and their Haiti um, mm, and yeah. their Haiti uh, nonprofits. And, yeah. But they were targeting a lot of times liberals to get to just take the wind out of their sails and get them to not vote. Interesting. Interesting. So with, with that in mind, I mean, so what do you think about net neutrality? Um, I, you know what? I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. 
where they where they say you've got to have a balanced opinion on anything that you put out. Uh, I you know what I had it leads to the question: How is Facebook gonna stop? How's Facebook? How's Facebook gonna stop non-nation states from influencing? And are they just going to do it for us? Are they going to protect elections in Britain well, and, and, and wouldn't in that, Russia and in France? And, and wouldn't that also be a violation of our First Amendment right? Because it opens up a whole can of worms. You know, what is propaganda? Everything is propaganda, right? And, you have an opinion. I have an opinion. The Russians have an opinion. So I was asking my friends when they were pissing and moaning, my liberal friends, about Russia and influencing the election. I'm like, okay, so what if an immigrant but in the United States influences the election? Well, is that cool? Or what if a psycho influences the election? Someone who's completely off their rocker, is that yeah. cool? Is that okay? They're like, well, where do they live? What if an American well, living but, somewhere else influences the election? But George Soros isn't an American. <clears throat> is he influencing the election? Most certainly. Most certainly. And so it, we end up with all these questions, and the bottom line is it's popular. Um, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is we have this weird feeling as a nation when anyone from outside influences our elections, which, by the way, we've been doing time immemorial. Yeah, forever. And everyone's been trying to do with us as well. So <laughs> forever. bottom line is this mar marketing is like losing. It used to be expensive. There was a high bar of entry. Like if the Russians were mm. going to do something, they'd do a full page ad in the Times. Yeah. Now everybody can do it. Your little sister can market. So maybe so maybe that's the real issue is the monopoly on marketing has been broken up. It's been broken. Yeah. And now because, because you could track all of those words back to somebody. Yeah. But now you can't. Now it's just like some cat lover who posted that thing that went viral and, and, and like knocked literally a point we, off Hillary. We've got, we've got marketing in the hands of, I mean, you guys out there can market your own product. And that's why, like, I, you know, I help folks out with some business stuff once in a while. And I, and I tell them, I was like, we live in an amazing time right now. Like I was literally, I was literally FaceTiming with a guy in the mountains of the Middle East because I was negotiating for a product with this guy because he found me because of one of these live feeds. And it was like all of a sudden, man, I, I can buy direct from a manufacturer that he could then ship to me that I can put this stuff in a commerce and I can do all of my own marketing right here. We live in like really, we live in like, you know, it's like when I became a father, I said it was the coolest, most terrifying thing ever. I think we live in like the coolest, most terrifying time ever. So um, let's see, uh, uh, Chris is saying the populace needs to start, stop believing everything they read and do their own research. I Amen. Mean, is it, so is all this marketing, I mean, because we're kind of reaching this sort of weird apex of marketing where uh, it, we, it's just pure emotion out there. At what point are we getting smarter? Are we, you think we're getting smarter because of it? Or at well, least more rational? You know, I don't know, but I think I think we have more tools. So if we're not getting more rational, we're not getting smarter, then shame on us. And yet, you know, these elections are going to go keep going down like this. You know, it makes me think of Black Rifle Coffee. They saw one of their biggest spikes in marketing. Remember that one little meme somebody put together yeah. in 10 minutes one little meme. that had the, a couple of ISIS guys. It was right when Starbucks had announced yeah. that they were going to employ a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of immigrants. Yep. Um, They're going to hire 10,000 refugees. And they were responding to President Trump, um, keeping his campaign promises and, and cutting off a bunch of immigrants yeah. from 
from target countries. Anyway, so BRCC, I don't know if you guys saw it, where BRCC does two guys, shoot two ISIS guys shooting their AKs over sandbags, and there's a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, Starbucks cups, like... <laughs> Obviously photoshopped up on. <laughs> and what was the tagline? Do yeah. you remember? It was Starbucks. Starbucks pledges to hire ten thousand refugees. Black <laughs> Rifle Coffee pledges to hire ten thousand veterans. Oh, and do you? And their their sales went like that. I mean, yeah. they were invited on how many shows? Oh, yeah. A hockey stick. Tons of shows, yeah. though. They were on, everyone was flying around the country <laughs> appearing on, on talk shows, on news shows, you know. So it's, it was an idea. It's an emotion, emotion of like, screw you, Starbucks. It captured yeah. like the, the collective gestalt of those of us who are sick to death. Of, Burnt of coffee. Of, <laughs> I like Starbucks still. Sorry, hey, Matt, good to see you on there. Matt Bernard, we live in great and scary times. Matt Bernard, hey, great guy. Uh, thanks for turning on. And, um, we need to, yeah, absolutely. We have the ability to educate ourselves better with the internet. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But we have to be really judicious. Now I look at everything. Um, I didn't do this before, but now I look at everything and say, what's the spin? Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to back out but, the spin but that's and go where, find but if we hit, But if we hit the rewind button back to when you and I were teenagers and we weren't asking what the spin was, but you know there was a spin. We knew Newsweek had a spin. We knew Time had a spin. Um, we knew the New York Times had a spin, but I couldn't for the life of me tell you what the Orange County Register or LA Times, what their spin yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the ability to find the information. No, and remember there was a journalistic um, ethos of neutrality, even though they broke it all the time. Yeah. They, they, it was, they were still trying to pretend to be balanced. Yeah, but they weren't. They were trying to. But, but if you think about it, and now, now time, so we're seeing this actually over publications too because it used to be if if you weren't towing the party line you couldn't get a publishing house to publish your book right but now you can get people that will publish so when i read the book have you ever read the book fingerprints of the gods by graham hathcock it's a fascinating read you guys you should check that out i mean you know it talks about like an intelligent society that predated everything that we think and know anyways he was laughed at by the establishment Four years ago, the National Geographic just published one of his theories as like, yeah, this is something that probably happened as one of his of one of his things. But here's a guy that essentially self-published that the establishment wouldn't let him in. So you think about when we were kids, where did we go when we were writing our book reports or we we're writing a report about, you know, where does paper come from? Encyclo uh, Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica. And the only people that were getting published in the Encyclopedia Britannica were the same people that were towing the party line, that were paying off whoever at the same time with lobbyists, where now we live in this amazing age of, yeah, there's a ton of BS news out there, but guess what? We can find other truths. We can ferret out that truth. That's where it's just up to us. So Phil says we had Jane Fonda propaganda. Yeah. I don't, you know, and I'm wondering, what is the difference? Off the top of your head, what is the difference between Jane Fonda, anti-Vietnam, war propaganda, and Colin Kaepernick? What's the difference? Well, really, Colin, Colin wasn't shooting at Americans. Right on. But <laughs> that's, talk, talk that's about, a big difference. Talk about the I'll quality. I'll of illustrate the... another difference. Like, we didn't have Americans that were being held, tortured, and we're trying to pass the information on to another sympathetic American that was then turned over to the captors. 
I mean, Colin never did that. I wouldn't say, I don't know if he ever would do that. But, but look at the quality of the propaganda. So he, she was being used by North Vietnam, uh, the propaganda yeah. piece. And, and um, Colin's being used by Black Lives Matter as a propaganda piece yeah. and, and um, to drive their agenda. I mean, how has, I'm not trying to compare the two stands. I'm saying, look at the propaganda, which is more effective? Was she, was was were the oh, North Vietnamese yeah. more effective, or were these these essentially non-aligned sort of random group of athletes more effective in their propaganda? Because that was a wildfire. Yeah, <clears throat> it was. You know, it's interesting. Like the early days of the war, <clears throat> when I went into uh, Afghanistan, I met a guy that was there. We'd been working with him for about a year, and he'd actually he was an Afghani that had worked against the Russians. But and uh, was very familiar with their with their uh, with the Russians' techniques, and one of the things he came to me and he said one day is he's like he's like Jeff, he's like you Americans, you're the best at warfare. He's like nobody can beat you guys. You're phenomenal. He's like but at propaganda, you suck. And he was talking about the Russians, and he was like the Russians had propaganda down packed, whereas he's like the Americans. But I I almost think that's part of our it's so in conflict with the First Amendment that it's very difficult for Americans. Check out to Captain. Check out Captain McGee. Um, to your point, he's saying the left or the progressives, call them liberals, whatever you want, would be nothing if it wasn't for the media constantly propping them up. I wonder. I wonder how true that is. How much of that is more flash than bang? Um, yeah. In terms of. That, you know, of course, you know, um, President Trump gets elected essentially with the media being a giant negative, big negative. You know, and he essentially just took over his own media um, through Twitter, for better, or for worse. Broke so, the monopoly. Yeah, broke the monopoly. So, but but here we've got this notion that, hey, progressivism is in America would be nothing if it wasn't for the media. Huh. Never thought about that. And uh, but I think but I think the majority of Americans really are. I don't think they're left or I think the majority of Americans are libertarians. Like, but when, then why are we buried in um, left leaning information on social media platforms? I mean, we're buried. I'm personally in my feed buried in, pro, you know, liberal or progressive uh, because I, because I think a lot of it feels good. <clears throat> It was just like what you were saying before with media. You've got to you've got to elicit an emotional response so that you can get somebody to buy something, and the you know and on the left, it's a very emotional response. Whereas, like really, if you can get folks to sit down and talk intelligently, that's where I like I'm like and I and, I, and I'm not trying to bash people. It's like if you can sit them down and get them really talking with their heart. Most people out there, certainly not all. But most people out there are libertarians. And when I say libertarian, I mean most people just want to be left alone. They're like, yeah, the government, you, you do your, leave me alone. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to make money. Just please don't tax me into resistance. The biggest party would probably be independent in the United States, independent, given yeah. the chance. But here's Cap Captain McGee again saying the media largely controls popular opinion and creates what is moderate and radical, which might explain... Which might explain why the messaging and our own internal propaganda is so radical. He points it back to George Soros again, as you mentioned, and saying there's money behind that. I don't know how much Soros, how's Soros making money through propaganda? I don't get it. How's he making money personally through propaganda? Well, I think, I think that goes back to, to lobbyists, and I think that goes to special interest groups. So if all of a sudden your side's getting elected, 
I mean, the, the fact that the fact that our politicians don't fall under the insider trading laws, I mean, is a, is a biggie. So they control trillions of dollars and they can, they can put their, their money wherever they want for investments and they don't, and they don't fall into insider trading. First big problem. Second big problem that I see is with uh, where, where Soros could be, I'm not saying this is where he is making his money, but where Soros could be making money is if he knew that these folks that get, are getting elected that he's supporting are then going to prop him up or help him on the back end with energy reserves or, or power or whatever that's out there, then there's certainly there's money to be made because billions and billions of dollars are being pushed one direction or well, the other. Well, we've got two comments now saying that are implying that, well, one saying he owns media outlets, so maybe he's making more money the more hell he can raise. And another saying he already has money, he just, he just wants to be right. What he, Tommy's saying is he wants change, money buys change. I, people will do crazy shit to be right. Yes. Um, and, and it may be all about that. I put it this way. A lot of people on the left are on the left because that's where they've always been. They're just, they right. were born there. <clears throat> they were, they're just right about it. Do we have uh, do we, before we run out of time, do we have any other clips we want to see? Yeah. So there was the, uh, the one more clip that, uh, which one did we miss here? We missed the chess one. I didn't see that. Right? The chess. <clears throat> 10, 8, and 6. Here's not played. 10, 8, and 6. Yeah, so ch clip number eight. This is a real. the chess club market i think that was the remember excalibur oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean okay. wasn't that very excalibur yeah, it's kind of that the, era. the old one that was which was a great movie all right medieval star wars that's what tommy's saying yeah okay but, but you know what though back in the day that was cool yeah the cgi or the yeah yeah the i mean i remember that that was like the 1980s when those were coming out and that, and that was back in the day where, like in the 80s, the army had a bunch of guys jumping out of an airplane, and they hit the ground, and uh, there's the one guy that says, morning, first sergeant, and he's got a cup of coffee going there, and, uh, and, it, and then it says, the United States Army, we do more before 9 o'clock than most people do all day. Oh, yeah. But you know what that did to recruiting? Killed it. Because people were like, you do more before 9 o'clock than most people do all day? Count me out. I'm not doing that crap. <laughs> I'm going to go fight dragons with the Marines. <laughs> I don't want to do more. Gosh. I want to do more. That's, that's so good. All right. Last clip. Last clip. 10, North Korea, the propaganda. It's so easy to make fun of North Korea. I mean, 
Where uh, do they have TV? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Who's this propaganda going out to? They don't have TV. Uh, okay. Okay, they're wearing wearing bad ghillie suits. Oh. They're signing up. They're signing up. They're signing up for something. Well, they have hot female officers. Those are DPM machine guns. There's an RPK. Or, excuse me, RPD. You guys don't beat me up too much. Finger on the trigger. That's always good. No, right. What's that second gun in? That's a uh, with that DPM. DPM. Yeah, with the uh, with a uh, pan. They call that the pie pan magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like a like a news propaganda thing. What does it say there on the wall? I didn't catch it. Dude, you guys, I love the plastic, uh, plastic the, the leaves. Plastic leaves, and I think that must have been like their national guard or their militia or something. I don't know if that looked like their regulars. Yeah, but the, but that's the thing is like who who are they? I mean, North Korea is what they've starved. How many of their own people to death? 10 million or something like over a million people that they've literally starved to death. That doesn't count like who they've executed, worked to death, like essentially disappeared, but like literally starved to death over a million of their own people. And so do we really, I mean, how many TVs are there out in the villages? Uh, it doesn't seem like they can afford to have very many televisions. But I think it's easy to poke fun at the North Koreans and even ISIS because their stuff is so obvious. But when when it gets down to the Russians, I think they're kicking our asses in yeah. that propaganda well, thing. But it, but it's like my Afghan intel officer told me it's like the Russians. They're He's awesome. Like the Russians this. are very yeah. good at propaganda. He's like you Americans <laughs> suck, but uh, <laughs> the Russians. This is like the Russians are very good at propaganda. Not good at fighting. Very good at. Oh work. really? Very good at propaganda. Yeah. Hey, you guys, we're, we're about out of time for this episode of The Savage Gentleman. We want to thank Jay for coming on with us. Jason Ross with Ready Man, one of the founders of Ready Man, for coming on with us tonight. You guys, make sure that you email us, info at readymanteam.com. If, if, if you want one of those manuscripts and you're going to give us feedback on that thing. And if you do, then you can say that when this becomes a New York Times bestseller. Booyah. Then uh, you can say you were one of the ones that helped uh, with a little bit of feedback on there. Till next time, Jay. Parting words. Ah, no. Hey, so let's let's get smarter, right? Let's get smarter. Let's see propaganda. Let's see marketing for what it is. It's about time. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in on Thursday. We got a great show lined up for you. We'll see you then. <laughs>